the historical Rajpath in New Delhi, the boulevard that runs from Rashtrapati Bhavan on Raizina Hill through Vijay Chowk and India Gate is synonymous with the annual Republic Day Parade. But this was not the venue of the first celebrations marking the birth of our Republic. The history of this parade through these 72 years is remarkable in its significance and adaptation to the changing times. Exactly 72 years ago, a free India assumed the mantle of a sovereign democratic republic on January 26, 1950. This, the first Republic Day Parade, took place in Irwin Amphitheatre that has now been renamed as Major Dhyan Chand Stadium. The chief guests at the first Republic Day were Indonesian President Sukarno and his wife. A natural fit given the interminable cultural links between the two countries going back to the time of the Mahabharata. Two days before the big day, on 24th January, at a special session of the Constituent Assembly, Dr. Rajendra Prasad was elected as the first President of Independent India. Jawaharlal Nehru and Sardar Vallabhai Patel became the Prime Minister and the Deputy Prime Minister, while the Constituent Assembly assumed the role of Nehru's Central Cabinet. The birth of the Indian Republic and the installation of its first President, Dr. Rajendra Prasad, were announced with a 31-gun salute. Shortly after 10.30 a.m. on January 26, 1950. In an impressive swearing-in ceremony, the retiring Governor-General Sri C. Rajagopalachari read out the proclamation of the Republic of India, that is, Bharat. And whereas it has been declared by the said constitution that India that is Bharat, shall be a union of states comprising within the union the territories which were hitherto the governor's provinces, the Indian states and the chief commissioner's provinces. Though India had been used to the pomp and pageantry, having witnessed three imperial darbars before independence, the ceremonial splendor of this occasion was very special as the President's procession wound through the Delhi streets in a symbolic gesture of coming of age of a nation. Prime Minister Jawaharlal Nehru addressed the nation on the radio on the eve of the First Republic Day. On this First Republic Day, many other significant events took place apart from adopting the Constitution of India. Janaganamana and Vande Mataram were officially declared the national anthem and song of the country. The lion head from the Ashoka pillar in Sarnath was formally adopted as the national emblem. 
and the word royal was dropped from Royal Air Force and it now became the Indian Air Force. As a celebration, more than 100 aircrafts from the Indian Air Force, Harvard's, Dakota's, Liberator's, Tempest's, Spitfire's and jet planes flew past the parade. Four Paramvir Chakras were awarded for gallantry during the Jammu and Kashmir operations. Two of them were posthumous awards to Major Somnath Sharma, India's first Paramvir Chakra winner and Nayak Jadunath Singh, Captain Rama Raghobai Rani, Havaldar Karam Singh received their Paramvir Chakra awards personally. In the next year, 1951, as unbelievable as it might seem today, the parade and the procession moved through Connaught Place in New Delhi and other principal streets of the city. There was a huge crowd of people greeting the defense forces with cheers along the way. In the subsequent years, the parade was held in Kingsway, Redford and the Ramlila grounds. In fact, Kingsway was the earlier name for Rajpat, which has become the permanent venue for the parade from 1955 onwards. The Republic Day Parade, the largest and one of the most important parades in the Indian history, is in its 73rd edition this year. It will start as always from the Rashtrapati Bhavan, moving along the renovated Rajpath to India Gate and from there to Red Fort, where the President of India, Sri Ramnath Kovind, will unfurl our national flag. Tableau from the various states will glide along to showcase our rich cultural diversity. The Army Parade will also display old and new eras of the Indian Army in terms of uniforms and weapons used. While the beating retreat ceremony would see the inclusion of a laser mapping and drone show signifying the end of the parade. For the past two years due to the pandemic, there has been no foreign dignitary as a chief guest. However, for the first time in its history, this year, the list of invited guests include auto rickshaw drivers, frontline warriors, construction and sanitation workers. In the light of this glorious history of the Republic Day parades, it is significant to look back at what was happening in our own Mysore province on the first anniversary of the Republic Day. His Highness Jai Chamrajendra Vadir was the Raj Pramukh, an administrative title for governor. He addressed his citizens on Friday, January 26th, 1951 from the All India Radio, Mysore. Listen to this interesting speech 
read by Sri Rajachandra Aras, son-in-law of His Highness Jai Chamrajendra Wadir. We are celebrating today the completion of the year of the establishment of a sovereign democratic republic in this ancient land of ours, India. This day is naturally a day of rejoicing, for we are you now the citizens of a free and independent country whose nationals can not only develop their cultural life but also improve their social and economic existence in accordance with the best of their past tradition and in conformity with the requirement of the modern age. It is but natural that our thought should turn once more toward the great soul, the father of the nation, whose inspiring example, selfless and devoted service for the people of the land and above all, the great philosophy of non-violence which he taught us have all combined to bring us the blessings of independence and thereby of progress. His martyrdom in the cause of non-violence, of friendliness towards all peoples and of bitterness to none must ever remain an inspiration to us in our endure for progress. During the year we have suffered a great calamity as a nation. In the passing away of one of was rightly been described as the architect of the national solidarity which our mathless energy and tireless zeal brought about a united India and has thereby freed the country forever from those dangerous internecine conflicts which in the past severed the nation and made it an easy prey for those forces which brought about our dependence. Sardar Vallabhai Patel by his dynamic personality and by keeping faith with the philosophy and principles of the father of the nation was able through his sheer administrative genius to consolidate the nation and lay the foundation for the progress of a united India. We pay our homage to these great departed souls whose selfless service has enabled us to hold our heads aloft as a citizen of a great and free country. And the best homage that we can pay them is by making earnest attempts to remember the lessons that they taught us and to practice, however imperfectly in our humble lives, the principles which they enunciated. Well, this is a day of rejoicing. It is also a day for sober reflection on the responsibilities that have fallen on the shoulders of each one of us and the great tasks that await people of this country in the social economic and political fields. We have seen but the beginnings of the birth of a free nation and an independent country. To preserve that freedom, to establish social justice and bring about economic adjustments leading to greater equality and to maintain the rule of law and order throughout the length and breadth of the country are tasks which in any country with a long tradition of the independence is difficult enough in these times. It is, need hardly be mentioned 
that these difficulties are far greater in our country and yet hope is strong faith is unflinching that with the leadership that we have we shall emerge successfully in performing the tasks that await both our leaders and our countrymen we have in our great prime minister shri jawahar lal nehru a statesman of outstanding caliber recognized all over the world as much for his simple faith in democracy as for his unequivocal attachment to the great principle which mahatma gandhi preached to us without claiming to be a leader he has been recognized as such by the people of the world as a lover of peace as one who believes in the brotherhood of man as a great statesman who is above narrow limitations either of community or even of nation his appeals for peace have found a ready response among all peoples of the world with such a matchless statesman may feel our country security and indeed the peace of the world is safe we can only pray that more and more strength may be given to him in all ways and that the world may listen to his statesman like advice it is equally fortunate for the country that in this great task which he has undertaken has colleagues and collaborators of undoubted eminence and of high moral stature shri rajgopalacharya maulana azad and the president of our republic are among the most prominent of our prime minister's colleagues in whose judgment and combined wisdom we can place our complete faith the message which india has sent out through generation and century has been a message of peace and goodwill of friendship and brotherliness of progress to the ideal that all men and women the world over will enjoy the blessings of peace happiness and prosperity these ideals are now being placed before the world in a practical form and let us hope that by our conduct at home we shall reinforce the ideals that we preach abroad and so on this great day let us rededicate ourselves to perform the tasks that have been entrusted to us in accordance with the sphere of life that is ours in the spirit which characterizes our great departed leaders and with the humility that comes of understanding and faith jai hind